Here we go! My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. And we're back. We're back. In, in black. Not black. In a darker color than before. It's a dark it's dark blue. She's talking about our background, mm-hmm. the paint. And um, also men in black too. And but also also the mostly, men in black too. Mostly our black room here. Well, for those of you that are joining us on the video version, whether on um, any of the syndicated platforms that we're on or YouTube or on our website or wherever, you can see that we're in a completely different setup right now. Check it out. It's super cool. It is. This used to be what we called the murder garage. And it was. It was. Not well, that we, we didn't. Can neither confirm nor deny. It technically a murder garage, but it could have been a set. It looked, Yeah, it looked like some like place where something might have happened. For like a movie murder because there were like wires everywhere and random pieces of rebar, rebar sticking yeah. out of the wall. And the sheetrock was brown. Uh, some of it still is. Yeah, yeah just off on, camera. The, on our ceiling, it still is like that. Um, <laughs> I've never seen brown sheetrock before. I didn't even know. But um, I, I'm assuming that that must be a late 1970s thing. Which is the model of house that we have, it's vintage. Yes. So, uh, your dad came and visited. He did. And we ripped out the garage door, which doubled as a like radiator furnace. Absolutely. In the summertime. And it was like a sender and a transmitter as far as heat goes. Or cold. I mean, it it was freezing or hot in here, just depending on what it was outside. Um, put in a little window, mm-hmm. put up new sheetrock. We have flooring, all of a it. door. Yeah. Still could use a lot of insulation. This, this wall behind Anna didn't exist. We built that wall. Did not. Um, yeah, we do need, we need insulation in the ceiling. Uh, but other than that. And you painted it. Yeah. As close the... to black as we could get it. You guys, um, <laughs> apparently black, proper black paint is not a thing. No. We were going for this color called squid ink which was like real cool it was it was inky it was like really really black with kind of a greeny blue like a real light subtle green very blue. subtle but it also I, I i said this a thousand times it's it was also iridescent and so it was a picture on the internet you couldn't tell if it was iridescent i read the description and it said iridescent and so like it had stuff in the paint. Except, but it wasn't an actual paint sample. It was just it like was. this shade of black exists in the world, oh, yeah, yeah. but you will never find mm-hmm. black paint for your home. So Maybe for like a canvas. We're opening it. We're opening up squid farm. <laughs> we're harvest Ew. a bunch of ink. I don't know how it works. Ew. Ew. I think you Harvesting just, you just squid ink. I think you just got to like scare an octopus. <laughs> It sounds unethical. I've seen it on Finding Nemo. I don't like it. No. Yep. No, we're not doing that. Uh, but that being said, this is a brand new space and you may see it start to evolve or devolve over time. You have these lights back here, which I are pretty do. cool. And the lights, for those of you that are watching, 
The lights are doing exactly what I want them to do. Here's a fun fact. The darker your space is, the more you can control the light, which is exactly what I like to do as a former tech director. I like to control as much as I possibly can, light included. And I... I mean, this room is cool. Isn't it cool? But it is not the kind of thing that I would do because no. I'm like... Everything should be white and as many windows as possible. <laughs> Sunshine. Because vitamin D is important. No, I'm, I'm trying to black it out. That's okay. what I'm trying to do. Well, it's real <laughs> depressing sometimes. It does, and it looks cool. Anyway. And this is the backdrop. I, I just sit like right over there. Like this is the same camera that I use for all my... Uh, live streaming or my meetings or yeah. whatever it is. And so this Fingers is the backdrop. crossed like setup for this is going to be Ugh. much shorter than it was. This was a um, lot easier. Back in our other seasons, which, okay, let's talk about it. Um, season is a loose term for the last season, which was all of what? Two, two episodes. Two episodes. Yeah. One of them was Easter. The last one Easter, was Easter is almost upon us again. Here's the issue, people. Um, if there's one way in the world to get our family immediately sick, it is for Radio Matt to send Bubba mm. a Discord message that says, hey man, do you think church nerds can make an episode this week? Boom, but sick. I, ha I have to Puking reply. Puking immediately. I have to reply, no problem. If I don't reply, no problem, <sighs> then there's a possibility the episode gets out. So this episode included mm. um fun fact this is the third time that we have recorded it time. because yeah. and we probably ought to check our recording right now to make sure <laughs> that it's actually working because I, we've had I, I did some testing i know that the, i'm gonna eat my words but like i did some <sighs> testing don't you dare we had some big big sound quality issues like unusable unusable sound like order new equipment <clears throat> unusable. yes and so uh that was a thing that happened but the first couple times we recorded it you were sick we have had puking am, in the house i'm feeling a lot better you I ha have puked i did dude i threw up so bad we talk about this all the time and i'm sorry but here we are again because this is just the thing that happens to us whenever it's time to record and i'm sorry and it makes me sad because we want to do this podcast people might think love that we podcast. don't love this podcast love it. because it is neglected but it's not our fault but we're going to try <sighs> to be persistent yep we're gonna do our best not just consistent but Persistent, which like that means was, persistent is like you keep going through adversity, not yes. just you keep going, but you keep going through adversity. So like, that's what we're going to try to do details. But like today is a perfect example. I looked Anna. I looked Anna in the mouth, looked her right in the what? mouth. No, don't. You oh, don't, you know what they say? You don't look a gift horse in the mouth. What? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I looked her right in the face. And I said, which just for the record is where your mouth is. It's on your face. I looked her right in the face and I asked her, I said, hey, babe, is today the best day? And you said, we have to. I said, we have to do it. We have to. And I was like, okay, hey, that's all I need to know. But that's part of the persistent. And we did. This is the third time we've recorded this particular episode. If that's not persistence, I don't know. I don't know what is. Yeah. So <clears throat> you had that little mix up with your words. I did. The other day, I'm not going to even say it because it would be inappropriate for this podcast. Did I say something? No, no. Oh. <clears throat> I was singing a song and I thought that the word was going to B 
the testimony, it ended up being like miracle. And then I mixed (gasps) (laughs) the words. So you can put those together and see what you say. And that's what I said. (laughs) Miramony. The word is miramony. Absolutely. That's what I said. It's definitely (laughs) miramony. I love that so much. I had not shared that with you before. <laughs> you had not. Hey. Anyway. Hey, if this is your first time joining us, welcome to Sorry, the Church Nerds podcast. I think it's, what Marimony is not a bad word. <laughs> it was, uh, if it's your first time, welcome. Um, Anna and I are married. I'm the CEO, president, and founder here at Love Thy Nerd. Anna is not just my wife. She is a planning center um, oh. guru. Um, no. You nope. mean I am an office systems coordinator? I th- that's what your title is. That is not what you do. You are a planning center guru. I do a lot of planning center, um, <clears throat> among other things, but most of my time is spent in planning center. Yeah. Thank you, planning center. I love you so much. And I'm sorry that I send in so many support requests. Planning center, long time listener, first time caller. Oh man, someday I'm going to work there. Um, but anyway, yes, I have big girl job, which is a little different than the last time that we were able to create an episode, um, which is exciting. It's a job I really, really wanted. Mm -hmm. Came with a lot of challenges personally, which we will talk about (laughs) um, in our segments here coming up. Yeah, probably in great detail for the rest of the season. Um, Also, I reinvented myself. Mostly. If you are watching... Do you see my blue light glasses? Uh, I see them. They're so cool. Yeah, they're leopard print. Um, Yes, and they're huge. Like, they're from the 1990s, uh-huh. which is, I mean, the late 1900s. There it is. Um, uh, <laughs> that's what our children call the 1990s. Um, well, unironically, too. In which I was convinced at the age of four years old or so that I really needed glasses. Well, I wanted them. I wanted them very badly because both of my older siblings needed glasses really bad. Okay. And, um, but I didn't, but I would hear them talking about, you know, things being blurry. And so in an effort to convince my mother that I also needed glasses because I wanted them, okay. um, I would unfocus my eyes and I'd be like, Hey mom, I think I need glasses. Everything's all blurry. And she would be like, hmm. And so I also was learning to read at this time. Yeah. Uh, learning all my my letters and phonics. We were big into phonics. And um, so we'd be driving on the San Antonio freeway somewhere. And she would say, hey, Anna, what does that sign say way over there? And I, who am just huge know-it-all, mm-hmm. um, would be confirm. like, oh, it says blah, 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 blah. And she was like, ha, you do not need glasses. I knew it. And I was like, no. How, how old were you when you told her that you you crossed your eyes and blurred your vision? Oh, I don't know. Is that dedication? I did a lot of really weird things that could have ended badly. Did I ever tell you that I also tried to put sequins in? On my eyeballs, like contacts, because my mom had contacts. Sequins? Sequins, because you know, they're kind of cornea shaped. You try to like bedazzle your eyeballs? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
I never was successful, which Thank was for my God. benefit in the end. But I real I guess I don't know. I had some weird obsession with like ocular modifications. I don't know. Okay. Um, but anyway, I I do get glasses now because it was one of the th- the first things that I did was get blue light blockers because yeah. um I like sleeping at night and also I wanted them. Yeah. And well. so it's like it's it doubles as my work modes. It's like working on now. Yeah. And I think I pull it off because most people are like, "Man, I really love your glasses." Dude, I've been trying to tell you this and I, I I've said it before and I'll say it again. You inspired a fashion line with the teenage girls, not all of them, but some of the teenage girls at our church. They started wearing blue light blockers. This is false. They learned it from somewhere else. No. But, but I will say, while I don't have the eyeballs for glasses, I do have the face for them. You so. do. Well, the eye, eyeballs will come later. Like it's, it's <laughs> all, true. it's I'm all just practicing, coming down the road. But it's exciting. And so usually I forget <laughs> to take them off long after I have stopped looking at screens. Oh, it's ridiculous. Actually. Like I come home and then, and Bubba's like, are you going to do some work at home? And I'm like, no, it's like when you get home and people are still like wearing their shoes for hours. And it's like, Hey, you want to yeah, take your coat off, stay a while. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> well, speaking of staying a while, we hope that you'll join us uh, as we finish out this episode. We're just getting started and we're just getting started with this season. And so we've got a lot of really cool things. We hope a lot of really like good and engaging conversations uh, in the pipeline for you here on church nerds. But today, we're going to be talking a little bit about rhythm. Before we get into that, I want to encourage you to maybe create a new rhythm in your life of heading on over to lovethynerd.com, checking out all the wonderful and amazing articles and podcasts and videos that we have. Hundreds of hours worth of content. I mean, hundreds of hours worth of content. Have you counted the hundreds yet? I actually tried. Are you into the thousands? Million, millions. Oh, um, okay. Or unless, unless you're our daughter and you don't know how the decimal point works. And then. Hey, we're working on place value. Could be literally any. any we number. are working on it. Yeah. But place values aside, go and check that stuff out. We have a lot of great um, resources specifically. If you are a person who is a, a, you know, a church worker or a minister, um, we want to help equip you to have these really great conversations with people that either come to your church could come to your church or you just meet at a family gathering. It doesn't matter. They're going to have questions about Dungeons and Dragons and how that correlates with Christianity and should we, shouldn't we, uh, you know, what is a furry, how, why board games, what's a video game, how do I Fortnite? like all of these things. Do yourself a favor, go to lovethynerd.com in the search bar, type in the word or the thing that you're looking for and just enjoy all of the stuff that comes your way. Can't guarantee you'll find any real answers there. That's not really... Well, maybe Hopefully more answers you there. Answers. You won't find any Not answers here. to questions here. We only no, no, no. we only ask them. Yeah, we're we're about creating conversation on this podcast, not answering anything. <laughs> that being said, <clears throat> hey Anna, today we're talking about rhythm. Rhythm. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up. It's Bob Sled time. And what? It's from oh. Cool Runnings. Oh, I was gonna say like I should have had an egg. You could have kissed my lucky egg. I don't remember that. I guess I need to watch this movie again. I know what we're I doing today. Don't. We're going to watch Cool <laughs> Runnings. Jamaica, we go to bobsled team. Well, I just triggered like so many like nostalgic memories for people. And you're like, 
What's in Aladdin? Never heard of her. Hey, so one of the other times that um, we were recording this podcast, uh, we were triggering all kinds of other memories that had to do with like Microsoft 95, probably Mm -hmm. Windows 95. Okay. Um, Talking about our favorite like card decks. And the reason we were talking about it is because we were talking about the difference between games that might've been on like windows 95 and, you know, earlier types of video games, um, like Pong and Mm -hmm. Tetris and things like that, that had a very, you know, they were kind of one note. Like you did the same thing over and over and over again. You did one thing. They were kind of monotonous. And as they increased in difficulty, it just, kind of it was like faster and faster and faster or more and more i don't know things sh- shooting at you or uh, I yeah don't know. um we talked that's about how, that's how the skill level progressed was right. you stayed right exactly where you were doing the same thing that you were doing it just all happened faster uh-huh uh-huh um except i mean not so much in solitaire which how did, how did solitaire get harder like what was um, but, well, you could make it easier by using every card instead of every three cards and allowing yourself oh. to recycle through the deck. <clears throat> but if you want to be like black belt solitaire playing is uh-huh. you're only, you only use like the third card and you can only go through the deck once, like one time or maybe you get, you three get one, times. You get one wash. Is it three times? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but still to this day there, I, I lose more than I win at solitaire because it's just a game of chance. Right. We talked about rodents revenge. <gasps> That's right. We did figure out what the name of that mm-hmm. game was. Do you guys yep. remember rodents revenge? There's Where, a little, little mouse. Yeah. Everything looked like Minesweeper back then. And so <laughs> like it was the little, yeah, the little mouse that you little were trying mouse. to get through and find the and cheese. You, it's like some of the blocks were movable. Some of the blocks were not movable and that one got harder because more cats cats were trying Mm, to eat you also um by the way i'm not very happy that you've already talked about this on free play podcast uh to be fair we recorded this episode allegedly well before we we recorded it before and we talked about minesweeper Uh and then i was like i want to play minesweeper and then you saw me playing minesweeper and you said and I quote, huh? hey, teach me how to play this game. And my brain exploded because how did you not know how to play Minesweeper? Listen, I come from a broken home. All right. And no, so no, 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 no. Is that excuse? Oh, my goodness. I just I don't know. I, was, I, I have no idea. I think my jaw literally dropped. Because that was so strange. And then you became obsessed. I love it so much. I'll play right now. <laughs> I have, I have, I'm halfway through a game that I need to finish. I see. Because Kate, uh, she, she, Apple paid me $5 because I talked about it on free play. And I was like, ah, I'm, I'm thinking about getting the, what? the thing. She, Apple paid me like right there. Oh, she, Apple paid you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought so you were I saying could buy the, I could, I could buy the, the, the ad free oh, yes. do, do everything version. Yes. And I love it so much. I think it's called like a minesweeper collection, mines collection. And it's, you know, ads and all sorts of stuff, but it, it gamifies it. And, and look, you, 
Have you gotten to the hexagon part? Yes, oh, I don't like man. it. I lo- I didn't like it at first, you know, because we go way back with Minesweeper. I, I didn't like it. My, I go back up one week with Minesweeper. <laughs> um, I didn't like it to begin with. It's so much easier. It's less because there's only six blocks touching, which they shouldn't. Are they called blocks? Units? Hexagons. There are only six of them touching yep. as opposed to the eight that are on. Yes. Um, it's, it's so fast. Regular one. Anyway, like, so I, I didn't grow up playing Minesweeper because it was too difficult for me. Like that's the, that's, that's the, the, that's the reason. It's so weird to me because you liked Zelda and all kinds and like Mario things that were way harder conceptually. So I'm on the computer. Okay. What I'm playing on the computer, Diablo, uh, a game called rise of the triad game called Duke Nukem. I was playing uh, Doom. I was playing a lot of like first person shooter stuff. Mm-hmm. And so to go from that, and it's, it's a lot of things. To like solving to puzzles. Like, blink, blink, click, square, boom, <laughs> board. <laughs> and we talked about this too. There was no tutorial. It was just sweep the minds. Are you sure about that? No, I would. I am not sure about I that. I think that you're wrong. I think that there was. I, I am both not sure. There was sure. always a help thing. Oh, I, I'm both not sure but and completely sure. this is, you know, I had older people than me playing it. If Clippy Here's would one help me. thing that I, his name is not Clippy. His name is Clippit. Well, get it right. We're tight. He and I. Anyway, um, now you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, I watched other people play it. Okay. And and one thing that is missing from it, the versions that we have found is that you on the OG version, here we go. You could right click it twice to make it a question mark, like so that you could kind of do a trial run type of thing to see if your if your math worked out in the end or whatever. So what they a thing that they have done on this new one um, is that they they they've made it to where Say you got a one corner, okay? We love the one corners. Yeah. Right? You can just press and hold the one, mm-hmm. and it will place a flag mm-hmm. on the only one that's available, okay? And then if there's a one above that that's touching it, you can just tap on the one, and it'll it'll clear out uh, everything that's uh. that's close to it. Now, that's, that's a blessing and a curse, it because feels- if you place it in the wrong spot, it'll clear all the ones that you want it to, and it'll... Kaboom Explode it, kaboom it, kaboom you. It. Oh dear. Well, so anyway, it's only fair. It, when we, when it we started this conversation bombs. like a week ago, I, I couldn't, I could not hang in a, uh, a conversation about Minesweeper. Now, your boy's got strategies. Oh my gosh. I'm good to go. Hey, and this also, we were talking about lemmings. We did talk about I lemmings. I also downloaded a lemmings app on my phone. It's still... Boo, lemmings. I did not like lemmings. I mean, I to be fair, similar to where you lemmings are, where it's like you were probably too young to play it when you first discovered it. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it wasn't fun. Lemmings, much the same. Like, what a dumb game, in my opinion. <sighs> it, it, it's so, but, but it's, it's not dumb. All right. <laughs> Listen, Lemmings, if you're out there and if you're listening, I love it. I like what you're doing. I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, and even like the new stuff that they're doing. But 
But what we wanted to kind of talk, how we got into that conversation in the first place was we were talking about this massive contrast between like, again, a game that's just, you're in one spot. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You remember like the, the downhill skiing game? Okay. On, on windows. And Not then like the really. Yeti would come get you if you were trying to dodge trees and jump over moguls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's just your, the, the progression was, was more faster or maybe a certain level of difficulty. Yeah. But these days in games, the progression it's, and difficulty. It's not so much about like the grinding, doing the same thing over and over faster and faster. Right. It's more of the value of this like rich, more um, mimicking the seasons and like days sometimes. Yeah. Um, so the first time that I played a game that really did that was Stardew Valley. So, you know, you've got your daytime stuff that you can do and you have, you have spring and summer and fall and winter and, you know, things that you can only grow at certain times and, um, your animals are doing different things and your neighbors are hanging out in different places and you can forage for different stuff. And then there's also like the daytime and the nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go and pass out in the middle of town <laughs> or in the caves and show up in Harvey's hospital room and be like, Oh, Anna, be more careful next time. Someone brought you to the hospital, but um, you might be missing a few things from your backpack. Harvey, I'm on to you. You are the common denominator. Were you stealing things from my backpack after I married uh, you? Yeah, I was going to say. That I, How I, dare you? Yeah, what a slap in the face. <laughs> he I has. brought you so much wine. You already, maybe that was the problem, though. Sheesh, I didn't realize what I was doing. He that- really... Really liked the wine, that guy. Really, really, really liked the, uh, the the special communion juice. Anyway, um, and so like there are now Stardew Valley. You have like your days in Stardew Valley. They only count if you're there playing the game. So you will experience every day in Stardew Valley. Mm. Whereas, and like time stops if you are not in game. And that was one of the things that I really loved about it was it wasn't like reliant on playing with a bunch of other people and you didn't have to be there all the time to like still really fully experience the game. Okay. Uh, Animal Crossing, on the other hand, which is one of the other games that I have played a lot. Yeah. uh, You... You have, you have to like experience either you have to time travel, which is only for cheaters <laughs> or you have to try to experience the game at all, in all different seasons and all different times of day and week in order to really get like everything in the game to catalog everything. So like we had this really big problem. I don't remember what was happening in our life at that time, but for some reason, I'm going to blame it on a kid. Was it masks? Was it because I was sewing? No, we didn't get. Did we get Animal Crossing during COVID? Yeah. Everybody else did, but I felt like we were behind. 
So we, we still got, we didn't get it when it dropped, but we definitely got it during COVID. Well, anyway, um, <clears throat> I could only get online late at night. So usually like post 9 PM, mm. even the Nook brothers were usually closed by that time. So I wasn't getting <laughs> any new clothes except for the weird workout shirts and wrestling helmets and like the weird stuff your neighbors get you that nobody wants. Yeah. You didn't have access to like a lot of cool furniture or no, no, no. Um, and there were like, I couldn't catch butterflies. I mean, I could have catched them if they were even available, but they were not available. Yeah, you were not, didn't matter time I of day. I am not you good at catching great. butterflies. I'm still not great. We made a whole great. video on that. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, like my heart yeah. leaps when I see that come across my timeline. <laughs> well, I mean, there and turnips, I still can't buy turnips because they only sell turnips when we are at church. On Sundays. On Sundays until noon. That's when you can buy turnips. That's so so weird. if we are homesick, you better believe it's a turnip it's week. It's turnip week, baby. But uh, most times, no. And so, I mean, like on one hand, in Stardew Valley, it was kind of cool that it was like, okay, um, I'm usually like a, I'm going to do this one thing until I have like done all of this one thing yep. and just hyper focus on this thing before I move on to the next mm -hmm. in Stardew Valley. That's like not really a good strategy. Like you, oh, you have to, that. yeah, you need to be well balanced and you know, you can plant your seeds, but you can't sit there and watch them grow. Like you need to be clearing. You need yeah. to be foraging. You need to you be, need to be talking. Bells. Huh? You need to be earning bells because you got debt to pay off. Oh, that's an animal crossing. But yes. Isn't that what you said? You said Stardew. Stardew, Stardew Valley. <clears throat> but still, you know, you, you should always be doing something, something, something. else. Um, and so it's kind of cool to have that dynamic of, and two, even translated a little bit, you know, to me at home, I don't Everybody's ADHD right now, you know, right? Everybody mm -hmm. is. Um, I I do have a tendency sometimes to hyper focus. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, uh, and second, so there have been. I second that motion, yeah. <laughs> there have been some times when I'm like hyper focusing on a thing and then thought, probably I need to diversify and there's something else I ought to be doing. Like I can walk away and. To keep my life running, I need to do a, a different <laughs> thing right now, even if that's a good and productive thing, you know. Um, however, the the negative part of this whole thing is that the whole reason that game designers are doing it, mm. or at least that it has caught on so well, I think, is that it creates like this feeling of FOMO, I guess. Oh yeah. hundred percent. That I need to be in game. Like, I don't care that it's Christmas. I have to log in mm -hmm. to animal crossing because I need all the toy day things. Yeah. What are you going to do? Not log in? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you know that you do need to play at night or, or whatever. Or get like, up early in the morning. It, or... it is a FOMO thing. Really? Um, so you spend more time in game. You might, if you can't spend time in game, maybe you might spend a little more money to get the things Absolutely. so that you don't have to spend more time in game. 
I, I mean, that goes back to, to like the mobile stuff that we were talking about. Um, not those games in particular, but the smaller games and stuff like that. It's, it's all that gotcha gaming stuff, right? We're like, we used to play this really dumb game on <laughs> Facebook. I've not <clears throat> been able to find it. Ra- Ravenwood Fair? <clears throat> I don't know. Ravenwood Fair? I don't know. Maybe. I think it was. I think it was Ravenwood uh, Fair. We played another one called Papaya Farm. We played several of those, those little like timed, you know, like farming simulator kind of games. It was kind of Farmville-esque. From it was from Ravenwood Face- Fair. Okay, yep. Good. With the cute little forest animals. <clears throat> good memory. Hey, can we yeah. play that? Is that still available? I'll let you figure that out. Because um, I did like that game. <laughs> but I just didn't like, what was that thing that you had to have? And it was almost impossible to get. Like a, like, Some kind of a sap. Yeah. And and you you really had to spend money to get it. Or your friends had to get it for you. Yeah. Or like whatever. You had to be obnoxious. It was like it. It you was had to like share an, things on Facebook. And it was like an MLM, but it like really on was. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> but we never got any, uh, nothing oh, from it. Man. But like all those games and even like Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, oh. like that kind of stuff. It's dead. That's too bad. Closed down in 2013. Oh, we just barely missed it. <laughs> oh man. This Sounds episode... like it was probably short lived to be honest. It was probably around that time we were playing yeah, it. Yeah. We might've played it in 2013. <laughs> um, but uh, like w- what those games do, and most of you that are listening to this, you've played some form of it, whether it be Bejeweled or Harry Potter's Wizarding, Wizarding World. Puzzles um, and spells. Yes. Bonanza spell. Yeah. The superior. Some, uh, yeah. Hypothetically yeah. speaking, mm-hmm. if that may or may not be a game, but like what they do is they you get to a point where you can play really hard up to a single like a certain point and then it says oh hey you know what that's you're either out of energy or that's actually going to take you know 45 minutes to complete uh-huh or um, or you could pay yeah just put this little fertilizer on your you yeah. know amend your soil no big deal hey everybody's doing it man yeah uh, by these little power-ups. It, I mean, it really kind of is like, like the dare stuff that we did in school. Those of us that went to public school and it did not dare. Yeah. Ooh wee. Because it's it kind of is like, Hey man, you, you just use this stuff. Everybody's doing it. Hey, first one's on us, man. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really that's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, you have a hundred energy. Hey, uh, Tom Nook, here's 50 custom, like, uh, you know, yep customizing boxes they only cost a million bells each but the first 50 of them are on me you ever try to not use those things in the games when they give them to you the game forces you to to use them it does forces you Mm -hmm. because it wants you to get into the habit Mm -hmm. but like the idea is you could still play all of those games no problem Mm -hmm. it would just take you 900 years to do anything or like it's going to take you 1 million years visiting islands to get all of your fruits. Or yeah. you ask Tyranny, hey T, <laughs> um, can I just come and visit you and get all of them? Thanks. Yes, maybe. I mean, like you, if you were just to do things at the pace that you could actually do them at, it could create like a natural kind of a rhythm. Like, hey, I really only have this much time to do this. And I know that maybe once every couple of weeks, I might have a free morning on a Sunday, or I might have a free evening to log in or a morning to log in when I couldn't do something, you know, otherwise, or, Hey, I'm not going to get everything for the, you know, the fall fest or whatever it is in the, in the thing. 
Now it's, it's not just these really cutesy games that we're talking about. Like it's, uh, we used to play a lot of destiny too. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing in there. World of Warcraft, a lot yep. of these, these MMOs, right? Uh, massive like multiplayer online games. season passes or campaigns that are only available for a certain time. And Fortnite's everybody's playing them right yeah. now. I mean, like it's, it's a very common thing where the idea is you could still just play the game and be fine. Mm-hmm. Or you could break a natural rhythm mm-hmm. to advance. Like you, you could get out of the rhythm and just advance. Mm-hmm. And so we, we got to thinking about that and we were like, man, I wonder I wonder what that looks like from a, like a spiritual standpoint. Like how, how do these stupid things that we do in video games and our impatience or our patience in video games, how, how can that, what is the correlation between like the digital and our spiritual spaces? And so I don't know, we've, we, you and I have been kind of thinking about some things in our own lives in where we've kind of felt a little bit disjointed um, with each other at times. And also, you know, spiritually speaking, for those of you, like I, I said at the, the, the top of the show, for those of you that don't know, we're married. Sometimes we're very married on this podcast. Um, and by very married, we're talking about <clears throat> bickering and oh, not yeah. making out. No, no, so. no. Ugh. Ew, um, gross. The, y'all don't want to see that. Ugh. Yeah. And if you do, you're in the wrong podcast. Like that's just, uh, <laughs> But, but at the end of the day, like we, we, we talk pretty often about the spaces that create, um, you know, this, this like uncomfortable, like friction in our lives. And one of those things for us is spiritual states. Um, and so I don't know, we want to just kind of, kind of sit here for, for just a second and just kind of think about, um, and maybe again, we don't answer questions. Um, not really, no. We're going to give you maybe some possible paths forward because I'm a big fan of those. Um, not just critique for the sake of critique, even when it comes from personal space. But like, what are some things that like we have been doing and maybe that by extension, listeners and viewers, you guys could also be doing if you're feeling some of the same, you know, kind of friction and tension in your own spaces? Well, I mean, so first of all, I was thinking about, I mean, I time traveling I, and I, video games, obviously. No. Which for those of you that don't know, time traveling in, in as much as we're talking about it is literally just resetting uh, or, or setting your clock and date to a different time on your Nintendo Switch. It's That's what time travel is. Cheating. You don't, you wouldn't know you've never done it. Cause I'm not a dirty cheater. I'll agree to disagree. But anyway, it's, there are two different camps. There are the people who time travel. Stuff. Yes. And then there are the people who do things the right way. Yeah, the, the complainers, huh? The, the complainers. Uh, yes, and <laughs> are also broke, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I was actually thinking about like in in the church world. So one of the things that comes up a lot on this podcast is like you were in, oh, yeah, you were a quote unquote professional Christian mm. for like twelve years. Yep. You were on staff at a church. Um, you were. I kind of was, but wasn't paid for it as you know, most churches do it that way. Um, like be very available, uh, two for one kind of deal. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but we've talked about, you know, the church, whoa, sorry guys, the church as 
a, a large structure and, and the way that we do it here in the United States. Um, and you know, the ups and downs of that a little bit. And, um, one of the things that we tend to do at church is, um, over-programming and kind of this similar thing to what video game designers do where it's like we are going to fill up every moment of every single day Mm -hmm. with something to do um and i think it comes from a good place it isn't so much like let's make all the money it's more like well everybody's lives and rhythms run differently, which I'm going to circle back to this, but our lives in general don't have as much of a natural rhythm as maybe they did 50 to a hundred years ago. Right. Um, so everybody's working on these different seasons and different daily schedules. And so it's like, there are some people where we don't want to create a turnip situation <laughs> Where it's like, they're always busy from nine to noon on Sundays and can never come to worship. So we need to create experiences outside of that. Experiences for everyone. Everyone in every walk of life needs to be able to come to our building at any moment and be able to experience Jesus and community and, you know, all of these things. And so the motivation is like, you know, good. But then what ends up happening is very similar to what happens to people in in video games where it's like people, instead of viewing it as an additional offering or like an alternative offering, rather, they view it as an additional thing. So I need to do all of these things and volunteer in all of these places and and, you know, overtax ourselves and yeah. get completely exhausted and fatigued and then burn out and then deconstruct, you know, like it's all a whole it. thing yep. that happens and then like feel used and all this stuff when it's like, ah, are we shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit? Maybe. I don't know. And this is not again, this is not a question that we're going to answer and be like, here's the right way church in the United States of America. I mean, because our church even is in the middle of adding another like worship service, basically, um, in order to provide a time for people who maybe are on strenuous like sports schedules or servers or, you know, there's lots of people who can't come. Or a hundred thousand other reasons. Right, right. And so- you know, I think it's a good thing, but how, I don't know, how do we avoid that mindset of, I need to do all of the things and how do we teach our fellow church members? Chill. Yeah. You don't have to do everything. I think that like for me, it's always been a thing about like the culture Right. Like everything is, is some form of a culture war and it doesn't need to sound as like dark and brooding and ominous as, as it does sound. But even in church, there's a, there's a culture war there. There are things that people in your church are or are not going to be able to engage in. But when we use terminology 
and we set expectations that you have to be at this. You want to be there. You want to be here. Oh, you move everything in your schedule around to be here. I don't know that that's us being necessarily like sensitive enough to the actual needs of the, of the person that we're trying to reach period. Now could be a church. It could be like love thy nerds, a parachurch organization. Like we, we try not to create those kinds of, uh, you know, like, like, like really strenuous moments in, in a person's spiritual walk, because I know what that's like. Like a, a lot of it is just poured out of my personal experience. I know what it's like to miss something. I also know what it's like to not miss anything. And that can be just as like weighty being at everything can be just as weighty as, as missing the thing that you want to be at or that you feel like you need to be at. And so <clears throat> we always try to help people understand like, Hey, you weren't able to make it to this mission trip. No worries. Here's another one that you could go to. There's uh, it's the idea that there, there may always be another thing for you to do, not to feel like you need to do something and also, we we tend to under-program more than we over-program. And a I lot love of that, my nerd. Yeah. And a lot of that comes out of my time in church. Mm-hmm. Like, it just in general, like the 12 years. We had a guy, um, he probably never listens to this podcast, but I'm not going to use his name anyway, right? Um, <laughs> and his his thought process and his idea was that if you have a church building, you had better be using it. Um, like... He came from a finance background, you know, funding and all sorts of stuff and helped a lot of people in ministries and churches, um, you know, kind of come into existence and get paid for. And so he would say to us and to other people, he would say, if you're going to have a building, it had better not sit vacant. Now that comes from a, like a place of him funding things, right? And not wanting to just... You know, yeah, balcony is like good stewardship. Hundred percent. You know, 100%. basement is like, you know, potential but to drive people into the ground. What we found in that particular situation was that, like, again, none of the specifics are important, but they're, they're I mean, they're important, but they're not important to the overall scheme. Of what I'm saying here, that particular entity had no business doing events upon events. The things that they did were not reaching the people in the community. Um, They weren't furthering the gospel uh, and it wasn't growing the church. Like Mm -hmm. all of the markers that even this other person might've said, all right, cool. It's just like, no, 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 we just did programming. And so I, I would say that if, if that's the only thing that we're trying to do is just create more times for people to do stuff. Um, going back to the, like the whole point of this, this here podcast episode rhythm, um, a solid tone, like one long tone. It's not a rhythm. It's mm-hmm. a, it, it, it does not a rhythm make a rhythm mm-hmm. is beats. It's rests, right? It's ons, it's offs. It's, Sometimes it's regular, sometimes it's irregular. People that have way more understanding of music theory can tell you, like, the more you kind of mix it up, the better, the better it is. Sometimes you need a steady rhythm, right? And sometimes you need to get people's attention with an irregular rhythm. And so I think that where, whatever the season is that we find ourselves in, we just have to be cognizant of, our, do we need a steady rhythm 
or do we need an irregular rhythm? But if it's just go, 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 that's not a rhythm. It's just not a rhythm. And so, I mean, those are some of the things that, that I would just kind of think of as we're going into this thing. We, we use a, um, a phrase here at Love Thy Nerd that we're not going to, we don't let people sacrifice themselves on the altar of ministry, right? And I've probably said that a couple of times. Again, it's been over years since we've done an episode, so I can't really tell you. Um, but when I'm talking about Love Thy Nerd, I actually was just uh, in a cohort the other day with, with a woman who runs an organization called Soul Care. And I shared this with her as well, that, that we don't let people sacrifice themselves on the altar of ministry. Like, you think you, I'm asking for 60 hours from you, and I'm not. I might mm. only be asking for 10. But how do, we find, how do we find the middle ground if you think that you're a solid tone, and I'm looking for... Right. I'm looking for you to hit on, on the downbeat of every measure. I want you on the one. Well, I think that, I mean, it, it comes up a lot with us just, you know, as people, the whole concept of rest and Sabbath and all these things there, there are, there are people who struggle with holding still. Mm -hmm. Um, and so COVID was really hard for some of those people (laughs) because everybody had to hold still. And then there were some people that were like, Oh my goodness, I hadn't hold, held still in so long. I didn't know how much I needed it. Um, because we, we, I said, I was going to come back to this. We are in this culture, um, that has been like seasons. God made seasons. Pfft. Seasons are for the week. Yeah, prove it. Um, where, we value productivity so highly because it's money. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's money. Um, but it's like, Oh, sun goes down. Ha, turn the lights on. Uh, <laughs> if a restaurant is closed, like how dare they, mm-hmm. you know, hours of the day, those don't exist. Like all of those are opportunities to make money. Um, we are vegetables, not very seasonal, truthfully, at the grocery store. Right now, you could go and buy a fruit or vegetable that grows in a completely different season yeah. from the one you're in because either we have like greenhouses and stuff that people are growing them in here or we're importing them from somewhere there where they currently are growing yeah. because we in the United States of America would like to be completely limitless. Like the boundaries of days and seasons were like, bleh, no, yeah. no, Get thank you. And so, you know, that makes it hard. It's, I think that we as a people and thus also as Christians are like a bit disoriented from the lack of just natural seasons of things Um, because we just, there is this culture of being always on. And then we also feel like that is right. And like, it's noble somehow. Um, and not to say that I think I've had times when I was like, we just need the entire church to just shut down for a little bit. That would be great. (laughs) That's what I feel like I need. And I think I can probably speak for at least Uh, one other person who feels like we just need to shut down. Um, you are in a position that, uh, some, 
ministries have seasons that are busier than others. Children's ministry tends, you know, like they've got yeah. the VBS in the summer or um, Bible studies tend to be on all during the year or the worship ministry might have a really big musical around Christmas or Easter or something like that. But all of those things need tech and all of those things need childcare. Those two seasons, like ministries don't really... <laughs> It's like they don't stop. And so, um, no, they do not. It's completely exhausting. I don't necessarily know that I like that everything needs to stop. I think I need to be, I need to chill and be a little bit more balanced than that. But I think that we need to create space for people to power down mm. um, and be like, hey, you do not have to do everything. And I think that one of the biggest gifts that we can give to one another is if a person does like recognizing in them when they need a break or if they say they need a break, you say, yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, go take a break. That's, that's been one of the biggest things for me from a leadership standpoint is like understanding the rhythms that people not are in, but should, should be in. Now, again, Uh I'm not completely projecting all of my stuff onto them, but I tell people a lot of times, one of my major jobs is to save my employees from themselves, Uh to save the people that that report to me from themselves, because we have this idea of, of burnout, which again is a tone, right? It's not a rhythm, it's a tone. And that comes from an organization. It comes from a a place of, of business or employment or whatever. It's an unrealistic expectation whether explicit or implicit that you need to operate at this level, right? When a lot of this can be cut off at the head by just managing expectations, having clear and concise conversations with people. If, if, if it's me as a leader or whomever as a leader to, to say to somebody, Hey, I, I need you to be able to do this. And that person just go, Hey, I, I do not, I'm not your huckleberry here. Like I, I don't have the capacity to do this. To be able to have that conversation or for on the other end, for them, for them to go, look, I, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm working around the clock. It's like, no, no, I don't need you to, I don't need you to do that. Mm-hmm. We actually have this much time or, Hey, you know, I've got a big expectation and you can't meet that. I'm not going to ask you to do that. Not because I don't think that you're worth anything, but because I want to, I want you to have a healthy rhythm and I don't want you to be a shell of yourself when you go home, whether mm-hmm. you go home to yourself to just like be alone and rest and recharge or you go home to a family. Either way, you going home as a shell of yourself is just, it's not worth it. Yeah, because I think that we have glorified over productivity and to the point that it, we feel like, oh, that person is so noble. Oh yeah. Because they have worked so hard. And, you know, I can understand that but then it's really hard knowing certain families where, you know, the one person has done that noble work and, and the toll that it took on On, their mental health or on their marriage or on their children was so great that it's like, is this honoring to the Lord? Is this noble? And yeah, probably not. And there's no, there's no clear answer. Um, because when you're the person who's always being, you know, when you've been the one who's been met in crisis by that person, you're going to be like, that changed my life. And, oh, absolutely. And, and that was, 
you know, great. But obviously there are a lot of podcasts out there now about people who have had unhealthy mm-hmm. relationships with their ministries or like didn't have good boundaries or whatever it is where it's like, we, we got to figure this out. We got to figure it out. And so, um, part of it is, you know, up to us, you know, like being kind to one another. Mm -hmm. Um, some of it is up to us as individuals, making sure that we are doing the work and take care, taking, take caring, taking care of ourselves, um, taking care of our families and having to say some hard no's sometimes in order to, to do that. Um, or sometimes putting our big boy or big girl pants on and doing things differently than we were doing them. Like we found ourselves in a weird spot um, after I took the job at the church mm-hmm. full time. Cause I've been working at our church part-time or contract labor or like just weird little pockets of time for a really long time. Because frankly, like, I don't know, church work is just what I feel like I have, we, have always felt like I needed to be doing. You, you and I, you and I are, I, I, we are ideal church workers. And so, um, Better or worse. You know, they offered me this job and I talked to you about it and we agreed like, man, yes. Yeah. Like we feel like this has been really an answer to prayer. Um, This is the right call. But that didn't mean that just because it was the right call or an answer to prayer that I started doing it and that everything in our life just stabilized no. because it did not, no, it you guys. Did the op- like, did the yeah, it did the opposite of um, I've always had... Uh, Respect for people who, um, you know, were working mothers or whatever, because stay at home mom stuff. I mean, both of those things have really hard, just things about them. Yep. You know, when you're a stay at home mom, it's that like, you are always in the same place. You don't really get a break. The laundry never stops. You don't get to talk to adults very much, etc. Um, the working mom stuff is like, gosh, like I feel like things are falling apart at home or whatever, but like, I, I feel powerless to really do anything about that because by the time I come home, like I am so exhausted or, or whatever. And so a lot of stuff started falling on you. Um, we, I tried to do everything under the sun. Like I'm, I'm gonna do this job outside the home for seven hours a day and nothing is going to fall through the cracks at home. I can do it all. Um, could not spoiler alert. Could can, she could not in fact do it all. Um, and so I started falling apart emotionally, which I was kind of ready for this a little bit because I had talked to some friends who were like, I was like, how long, how long before stabilizing? I know this is going to be an adjustment like a month. And they were like, no, try, try like three months. Yeah. And here we are like six months later and maybe, uh, <laughs> starting to do better. <laughs> yeah. We're starting. Yeah. Um, but there was a point where you and I had a, um, our pastor calls it a moment of intense fellowship <laughs> again, not mm-hmm. making out. Yeah. No, um, yeah, yeah. I know that's what it sounds like, but I promise it wasn't. Mm-mm. It was I like, can pro- I can promise it wasn't. Oh, we, it was not a fun conversation. And I was like, well, um, 
we're not going to have a conversation that hard and not have a game plan at the end of it. And so I stayed up what felt like all night, one night being like, okay, we are going to reeval. I'm going to reevaluate all of my time and I'm going to find every moment of overlap where we could spend time together. And we're both like, if, if, if we care about our relationship, let's prioritize it in such a way that we both treat this time like it is the others and do our very best to be intentional with those moments that we have. Mm. And also, you know, here's how we can change in the way we talk to each other at home with, you know, trying to prioritize listening to the other one about their day. Yeah. And um, here are the tasks that I can do. And here are the tasks that I can't do. And here are the tasks that you could do that I, or, you know, like I can't, vice versa, whatever. And so it did turn into this fruit basket upset kind of thing where we're both doing a lot of different things than we were doing before. I'm doing most of the taxiing and being out and picking things up from around town. And you're doing a lot of the laundry. Um, A lot of different cooking rituals for you, which I'll let you talk about. Um, But you have a different rhythm for your your life. We're a crockpot family now. Yes, we Uh, are. We had had a couple of friends of ours uh, from church that gave us a ninja foodie and not a sponsor, but hot dang if they want to be. I would, we use that thing every day for almost two weeks straight and then have used it every single week multiple times a week since, since we've gotten it. And so like that became part of a rhythm. And I, I, I honestly like right now in the last couple of days, I know when I'm out of that rhythm because I'm like, mm, we didn't talk about what we're eating tomorrow. So I don't know what I need to put into the So the pot. answer is nothing. Yeah, you like pizza or no? <laughs> um, you know, pizza in the crock pot. And so but that's one thing that I've, that, that, that I've started to do is like, it's a responsibility that I have, but I've been able to turn it because of the prep work and all that stuff. And I'm just assuming that this is what, you know, uh, you know, women that have been staying at home and doing this stuff for hundreds of thousands of years have, have been doing is making these part of their, like these moments of like responsibility part of their, their spiritual rhythm and and ritual, like the repetition of it all Mm -hmm. and come to find out that with at least one person that we know, that's exactly what it has been. Um, we were at the super bowl and we were, uh, visiting uh, our good friends, the Stubblefields, um, shocker. And so, uh, for those of you that are local and you, you know, and that's our worship pastor and his wife and their family, they're fantastic. Love them to death. And so I'm, we're talking about this episode that we've recorded 9 billion times now <laughs> and talking about rhythm. And one of the things that I have been doing outside of the crockpot stuff for, for rhythm is um, we have a, a daily audio playlist that I'll talk about here in just a minute. But I listen to that while I'm doing pour over coffee because mm-hmm. now I'm one of those Yes. Our good friend, Brett Vance, this little bean of mine, go buy his coffee. It's all fantastic. He is, he's a coffee guy because he runs, you know. Only professionally. Only professionally. And in all of his spare time. And so he, you go to his house and he has this entire like setup for all these things. And so he's like grinding the beans and weighing them and doing, you know, slow pour and making by the cup, like all sorts of stuff. 
And I found myself just like falling in love with that moment, um, like in all that stuff. And so as he's talking to me, I'm at his house a couple weeks ago at this point now, I'm just on Amazon, just buying all the stuff that he's talking about. As one does, if one is Bubba. Hey, you know what? It's just, this is my life now. And so the stuff comes in and I have him tell me, Hey, you know, what was the, how many, how many beans per cup? Like what was the time in the pour over and all sorts of stuff. It takes about five to seven minutes from like start to finish to get a cup of coffee. Okay. That's like grinding the beans because uh, we get whole bean, grinding the beans, doing the pour over, boiling the kettle. We have an electric kettle, whole nine yards. So Good it's like, investment. It's like five to seven. We've used it for so much. <laughs> five, I, I made ramen with it today. Uh, not in the kettle, um, but, <gasps> I, but I know people that have. But you, Ew, gross. So you have... Um, five to seven minutes. And I've been filling that time that you're just standing there waiting for the coffee to finish. Right. Uh-huh. A, a lot of it is passive. I've been filling that time with listening to the Bible for a long time. It was kind of ingrained in me that you, you had to read, right? Like if somebody mm. reads to you, it doesn't count. I just know that that's not true. No, studies have shown that's not true. I didn't need anybody to study (laughs) to tell me that because I read most of my books, heavy air quotes on read on audible. Mm -hmm. And man, I have retained so much of that information and it has made me a better husband, father, leader, Christian, whatever. Right. A lot of stuff that I don't talk to a lot of people about that I'm, I'm, you know, into intaking. And so this daily audio Bible playlist that we have through love thy nerd, which you can get it by going to lovethynerd.com slash daily and subscribe on YouTube or Spotify. It's free. It's hundred percent free. Like this, it's not a spot for you to go buy something, right? Subscribe and save. You, but yeah, you, if you want to add free, you're going to need Spotify. For me. <laughs> um, but at the end, end of the day, it's, it's this opportunity for you to turn the passive moments of your life into active spiritual moments of formation, right? And discipleship, where it's like, okay, hey, we're just going to be hearing Leviticus right now. The odds of me sitting down and reading Leviticus, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. zero. Are you in Leviticus right now? I'm in Leviticus right now. Okay. And so like, but it's, but it's that idea that I'm going to take, I'm going to have that moment every day because Jaboy needs his coffee, right? So I'm, I'm going to sit there. And make the coffee. Now, I have more time than just those five to seven minutes because I also have the crock pot meals that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And those have prep time mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. And so what I'll do is I'll start with the crock pot before I do my coffee. And when I start the crock pot, I just cast onto our, our little uh, Google Hub in our kitchen. And I just let it. And the playlist has Old Testament. It's got New Testament. Um, it has songs. Um, you know, it has a lo-fi worship, meditative stuff. And then it also has like a sermon or, you know, a podcast at the end of it. So all said, like I, the, the, the full amount of time that I would just be doing literally nothing. I'm now able to take that and it's become a rhythm of mine Monday through Friday. Okay. It's become a rhythm of mine to do this. And if I don't, if I can't get to it, it makes me feel weird. It makes me feel like I'm, it makes me feel like I'm off. Right. Mm. But It's not about making sure and being legalistic about hitting the rhythm every time. It's about being consistent and persistent 
in the moments when I can. Right. And so like, it's, it's not just my circumstances or whatever, but there's going to be days where I'm traveling and I just can't do the things. I'm not going to have those five to seven minutes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to have the, the playlist downloaded or like whatever, or I'm going to be busy. Like I have meetings or whatever, but the idea is that there are these pockets of time, these moments that we have that we're just not doing anything with. It's my entire call to ministry. Hey, especially, you know, neuroculture ministry to be specific, I, I might as well be doing something while I'm doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's my epitaph, right? Like that's, what's going to go on my, my tombstone doing something while I'm doing nothing. And so it's just an effort for me to kind of move in this, this way with responsibilities I have. And then also just doing my coffee in the morning or sitting down and, you know, working on website stuff that I do or checking email or, you know, doing receipts or whatever. It's like, there are these moments where I'm going to put, I'm watching suits right now. Um, crazy show, but I'm watching suits right now. And it's like, man, I, I have to make the choice. Am I going to watch suits or am I going to finish my Bible reading? Yeah. Sometimes I choose to watch suits, right? Let, let it go on in the background. That thing will always pull me away and divert me from my work. I know that it will, but I still do it, right? Whereas with the Bible and the podcasts and stuff like that, that motivates me to do more of my work. I'm like, well, I'm going to sit down here and finish this because I know that I've got 15 minutes left in this podcast and I want to finish this podcast. And so I stay and I do, you know, the 15 minutes more worth of work instead of getting up and, you know, going outside or, you know, whatever. It's, it's okay. It's, it's good to go outside, but like, (laughs) you know, like being distracted from, from the things that I need, I need to get done. And so those are some of the, just a few of the rhythms that I have uh, found and and started to create in my life because I can't tell you how many Bible reading plans I've started and stopped. I know I'm pretty, pretty well versed to Genesis. If you catch my drift, um, but it's, it's good to have that and to know I can miss. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, not the end of the world. It's totally passive, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's checking in on me. But they could if they wanted to. Because you, all you gotta do is go and find that playlist and you know exactly what I'm, where I'm at in the Bible and what I'm listening to. And I'd love to have conversations with anybody about that stuff. Sometimes I do. Um, you know, whether it's in our life group or online or what have you, in podcasts, all sorts of stuff. The things just naturally come up if you're in them all the time. And so, I don't know. I mean, like there's, as we start to land the plane here, because we could, again, talk forever and ever and ever about these things. We're trying to find spaces of rhythm in our life. One of the things that we do relationally is we just very simply, how was your day? Yep. Now it's up to the other person to answer that question. Okay. When I ask my kids, how was your day? And they say, good. Good. And that's it. And I'm like, pretend like I wasn't mean? there. The school burned down. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a good day. Why did you not tell me this? Oh yeah. This I is how about I that. felt recently. You know, but like. No, the school didn't burn down, but no, like big but, things happening. But we, when we say, how was your day? It's usually like either a good thing or a long sigh and a, and a head roll back or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, Hey, we're about to either way. We're about to kind of talk about what went down. And sometimes legitimately speaking, I'll just say, or, or and it'll say to me, uh, nothing really of, of note. How was your day? Mm-hmm. Like let's, let's bypass all the 
boring email that I did today. And let's talk about something that happened with, with you. And so that came out of you and I not having a lot of conversations, period. And so finding a rhythm of conversation and connection was very important for us because, you know, we, we felt like that was. Well, so there's, yeah, this, it's weird how sometimes like routines can be a good thing or sometimes you, if you haven't been careful about the way that you make them, then they can become isolating. And that's where we got for just a little bit where it was like, okay, we just got to shake it up a little bit and figure out how to be intentional with it. So, you know, my thing was before I, I will talk about my day to anybody, Mm -hmm. any, any, at any given moment, I never struggle with talking, Um, (laughs) but no comment saying my commitment to you in this moment of intense fellowship that we had Mm -hmm. is that before I just start like, prattling on about my day, I'm going to make sure that I've asked you first how yours was. Yeah. And then if you want to bounce it back to me, that's fine. Yeah. You're um, lost, buddy. But I'm not, you know, like that's what I can do for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Hey, again, we don't answer a lot of questions. If you, if you, if you glean something out of this episode, fantastic. That's what we hope. But we would really love for you to have this conversation with your significant other, your spouse, your mother, your father, somebody close to you in your life, a community group, if you have one, uh, your church, your family, faith, whatever it is, any of those things or all of those things that you think it would be useful for. What are the rhythms in your life that are missing? What are the rhythms that are off? You have a tone or a rhythm, right? Like kind of define those a little bit for yourself. And then what do you need to do to get into a more um, sustainable rhythm for at least that season that you're in. Um, love to hear about those. Hit us up online at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms. We'd love to talk to you more about that. But before we get out of here, we love to leave everybody with the verse. Yeah. Because the church stuff. Church nerds semi weekly verse. The church, the church nerds Bible verse. It used to be weekly. We're going to shoot for every two weeks. Every other week. And. Try try to work through the pathogens. Um, this I one you said is cabbages. You said pathogens. Cabbages. I let me. Hey, so this is the thing I tell our kids: give your brain a moment to <laughs> to work instead of going. What did you say? You cabbages. Like cabbages. Okay. <laughs> this verse comes from Genesis. If you know me, you know I love Genesis. Told you, one well versed and Genesis. two. I love Genesis one and two and also the rest of it, but mostly one and two. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so, um, I just, I like that verse because, um, there is something reassuring about knowing that the sun is going to rise and set every day in the same place and that things are in sort of a cycle. And, um, I don't know, like those boundaries feel comforting and good and safe sometimes. Um, especially in this culture that kind of rejects them. And I think that's what, you know, if you're struggling and feeling in a funk, I think, I think we need to try to shift our mindset from viewing days and seasons as limits 
um, to shift into viewing them as something that we are created for, Mm. like that we were created or was created for us. Maybe I don't know how you want to view it, but that's how we work. Yeah. And that those things are good things. And so how do, how can I be intentional within these rhythms and cycles and just accept them and use them for the best. So Hmm. that's good stuff. Well, hey, let us know. We want to hear from you online. Like I said, at Love Thy Erd on all major platforms. Love Thy Erd. Did you say Love Thy Erd? I heard Love Thy Erd. Are you kidding me? Why would I say Love Thy Erd? (laughs) Cabbages. Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms Um, and on our website at (laughs) lovethyerd.com. But hey, uh, we're going to get out of here. Do us a favor. Go check us out on all those places and also make sure that you're following us um, on social media. And if you need a rhythm, love thy nerd, love thy nerd. Now you got me. I can't even say it correctly. Love thy nerd.com slash daily a Spotify and a YouTube playlist that you can follow. It is updated. You only have to follow one playlist. That's it. It's updated daily and you don't have to worry about anything else. If you're a perfectionist, it is broken down into each individual day. You can go and do that, but this is just here for you to come and join us as we go through the Bible. You can also, if you have the YouVersion Bible app, we have a three-day reading plan called Jesus Loves You Nerd. Just go and search for that, and we'd love for you to give us some feedback. There are more of those coming this year. We're working with churches on creating curriculum, more resources coming out, and uh, we're just kind of helping people love and serve the nerds that are in their space more effectively. If you have anything else that you would like for us to help you with, you personally or with your church or community group or anything like that, Hit us up online or send me an email, Bubba at lovethynerd.com. I'd love to talk with you more about it. Once again, I'm Bubba Stalkup. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next time on another uh, episode. <laughs> I don't know, another page. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. On another <laughs> episode of the Church Nerds Podcast. And if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Yeah.